0: we're gonna start at everybody's apprehended everybody is separated in an interrogation room and probably have been sitting there for hours no idea what's going on and i think it'll be hours later when bruno will come in and talk to each of you and tell you what's going to happen
1: is this the next day have i had a chance to sleep
0: You might have gotten like an hour or two on a cot at the office. But we're all hands on deck right now, son. We have a crisis at the agency. I'm sorry that you don't get your princess sleep time.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sorry that everybody else has actually been home for, you know, the past week. Not uh, in another city dealing with a fucking murder from some kind of, I don't know, ghost boyfriend kind of thing. So.
0: Well, maybe if you had more time sleeping instead of desecrating graves.
1: Look, you got a better place to hide it. You let me know. But what kind of person in good taste and standing would dig a grave up?
0: So, yeah, Bruno, you're going to have all the information. These three are going to be locked in an interrogation room, probably handcuffed to two tables. Two of them have assaulted Patterson himself, the third is under heavy suspicion of assaulting the other two agents that assaulted Patterson. So that's it. Everybody's assumed guilty right now. And I think the agency would have scoured everyone's apartments, grabbed everything that was on their person, which for Philip, what would that have included?
2: His valise, which had most of the tea service, uh, excepting the teapot for obvious reasons. One book that is not a leather-bound journal, one leather-bound journal, a various accoutrement for writing in leather-bound journals, a tin of biscuits, and a selection of teas from all over the British Empire.
0: There's one more item in that valise.
2: No, that was in his jacket. The sacrificial knife, yeah.
0: They would have taken that from you as well. So that is with the items. There's also a very large dagger.
1: It's very sharp. The hilt looks very icky. I make sure that people know that that is probably the life referenced in one of the many journals that have been taken.
0: Also, during this time, as they are like taking every bit of evidence they can out of everybody's apartments, taking anything that's on their persons, I would assume also that the post office has also made a delivery.
2: Oh, that it has. It's Monday morning, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's Sunday, but when something comes into to a, a government agency, they have a special relation with the post office.
2: That's true. They do.
0: That got delivered.
2: So, yes, two items would have been delivered.
0: Okay. What is that?
2: One of which would have been a large envelope addressed directly to Agent Patterson. It is in Philip's hand, and the address is from the hotel in Arkham. The second is a larger package. It looks like it is a book. And it is also addressed to Agent Patterson from Philip Weisel, Arkham. And the handwriting on it is uh, a lot more scrabbly than the usual prim and proper.
0: And um, you can tell us what, what's in these packages. So Bruno knows, because Bruno is going to see all of this evidence laid out.
2: Oh yes, and then there is one other item that I will uh, I will talk about so the the letter to Agent Patterson, as I recall, it was outlining his suspicions about Finn because the invisible knife made a reappearance. Cookie had been acting off after a spirit was exercised from the pot. That was part of the report. He also mentioned that Finn cut off. <laughs> fin cut off curator doyle's head there's a little smiley face next to that and that it was very likely that at least one of the team would probably end up dead within the next 72 hours the book is the copy of the animam scriptor that was in perkham it looks very nice next to another volume of the animam scriptor that was taken from Philip's felice Wait a second. Two animom scriptors. The second animom scriptor is very curious in that it keeps on going back into his valise when the light hits it.
3: That is curious.
1: I feel like you should explain that a little bit more, because that's weird. I know, it's almost as if this book is afraid of the light. That's comforting.
2: And whenever a hand is not on it, and somebody turns away. It disappears from where it is hitting the light and into the nearest dark space, which happens to be Philip's Felice. When reading the book, one will see that it is entirely gibberish when it is in natural or unnatural light. The other one is more standard as a book, although it contains some items that were meticulously copied into the leather-bound journal that was recovered from Philip's Felice. I forgot a the letter, Storyteller.
0: What's the letter?
2: The letter outlining a fantastic opportunity for Philip, and he has to contact Lucky at his earliest opportunity. It was, it was on his person, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was addressed to him at the agency.
1: Great. Just great. So Bruno is going to go to Patterson. I imagine they're having this conversation as so Patterson lays out all of this different evidence in front of him so uh locked away in a dark room asylum asylum like what's the That's that's what i'm getting here
0: looking very haggard and tired yeah i mean from what i hear about philip's place we can't rightly put him in a in a jail cell he needs obviously
1: he needs some help yeah, there's, uh. I don't know. I feel like it could go either way with him.
0: Charlotte, it just seems. I don't know. She just seems to not be herself.
1: Yeah, she's, uh. She's not taking this thing very good.
0: But Finn, what do you think? Do you think he really assaulted Philip and, and Cookie? Do you, do you really think he chopped the head? off of Curator Doyle's corpse. I mean, do you you think he did that with magic?
1: I got to say that if he didn't do it with magic and somehow Philip thinks that he did it with magic, then there's, there's more questions like, why does Philip not realize that he just used a knife? You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's the other thing. I mean, you know, the biggest testimony against him is from Philip, which we've just said. It's not very sound of mind.
1: Did you uh, make any phone calls back up Arkham? Is uh, Mr. Doyle's head actually gone?
0: Well, yeah, it's no longer connected to his body.
1: Well, you know at least that that part's true. All right, uh, you sure I got to be the one to do this?
0: At that point, somebody's going to come into the office, and he's going to walk in. Bruno, you're going to see it's, it's an agent. He's got two metal, almost like film canisters. He brings them in, he puts them on Patterson's desk, and he leans in and whispers to Patterson. You see Patterson's eyes go wide as he looks at those film canisters. The agent then exits. Patterson stands up, opens those canisters, and starts pulling the film reels up. As you watch his face, as he's looking at it, you can just see the look of horror on his face.
1: Do I even want to know?
0: He'll just shove the film reel to you so you can look at it. Finn, describe what he sees.
4: It's a group of people standing around an altar of some kind, uh, killing Looks like, uh, yeah, that's a goat doing something weird with its blood. Seems to be making some markings. The people all around here, they're all wearing dark black hooded cloaks. They start chanting while one of them starts first skinning the goat.
0: So then in your head, Bruno, you can hear this chanting occur as you look at the film reel. As if, in your mind, you have created the soundtrack.
1: I will stop when I get that feeling, and I will put that down. Uh, do I want to know whose place you found this at?
0: He's going to just collapse in his chair, head in hand, and he's going to say, "Finn's."
1: That, uh, that makes a little bit of sense, because I thought he might have killed him.
0: What? Why? Why were you going to tell me this, Bruno?
1: Well, we didn't have any uh, evidence. There was nothing to really support it. I I asked him about it. He's either a better liar than I thought or... Uh...
0: So let's get this straight. We have one cultist and probable murderer. Cultist paraphernalia found in the home of another agent who's clearly gone insane. And another agent who claims that you guys took her ghost boyfriend away from her. And all she wants to do is get him back, and he is in a – what again?
1: A uh, a silver teapot.
0: A silver teapot down in the archives. Okay.
1: Has anybody else uh, reported actually hearing him, or does this look bad for me too?
0: Nobody's reported hearing him, but the other agents – I mean, we're not going to not take your word on it, but the other agents – Clearly took precautions so they wouldn't hear strange things. I would hope.
1: So it's, uh, it's I guess kind of kind of reassuring. I guess. Great. Well, let's uh, let's get this started.
0: Yeah. Let's let's get the. You're if you're gonna go. You're gonna go talk to your team members. I'm gonna do damage control. We have to. We're gonna have to cover this up. This will bring down the whole agency if this gets out. So I'm going to do damage control. You're going to go talk to them. And we're just going to, we're going to bury this and we're going to bury them in a cell or a hospital or somewhere. Go, Bruno, go.
1: Uh, all right. And gets up out of the chair. He starts to go to the interrogation rooms, stops, goes to their office, Grabs a couple of cups of coffee and a thermos and heads to Cookie's room.
3: Well, when you'll get there, you'll find that she's just so sad and distraught, just crying.
1: (laughs) Comes in, sets coffee cup down in front of you, wanted for him, and pours some out of the thermos. Hey, uh hey slugger.
3: Hey! Oops, I didn't uh, thanks
1: yeah I figure it's the little things
3: so now what like you guys I, I, everything's taken from me I I don't even know how to how am I supposed to go on now
1: that's what we're gonna find out together we're gonna, uh, we're gonna talk to some people we're gonna see what we can do to to get things to where they need to be.
3: But, like, Patterson didn't believe me. Like, a, a, he, he he could be a cultist because you don't know. This whole place is, like, infiltrated. You don't know who you can trust.
1: You, you know what? You're right. But... And he will reach forward and put one of his big, meaty ham hands on top of yours. But we can still figure it out.
0: I don't
3: know, Bruno. I don't... Ash is gone. <laughs> Finn, he, he I, I, and and then Philip and, and Patterson and just it, I and they were at my house. They my my whole, my whole apartment.
1: Hey hey hey! Did, I'm sure they were in my apartment too. And Finn's and Phillips. There's a there's a lot of questions that need answers. And uh, well, we gotta we gotta figure out what's going on.
3: Well, they won't let me out of here. I can't figure anything out because I'm stuck. I'm stuck in here now.
1: Well, they, they, they see that you're upset and you're tired and you, they're just following procedure and uh, they're just trying to make sure they do everything by the book.
3: You don't even know. Upset? Like, upset. This is my whole life. This is my whole life. And now it's, it's over. My life's practically over now. It's horrible.
1: I, I don't believe that. I bet you thought it was over when Prohibition came through. And look where that's gotten us. And he'll pour a little bit of his flask into your cup.
3: And she'll wrap her hands around that cup of coffee and take what's probably her first sip and a very, very shaky, sad, sniffly, snotty sip of coffee.
1: They, uh We just got to cooperate. And it's kind of shitty that they're making me do this, but we got to just answer some questions and find out what went on to really just kind of nail everything down. And to be honest, you uh, I think you were the one in the least amount of trouble.
3: I don't know, Bruno. Like, I did it bad. Like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know who I could trust. I don't. I, I, I just my whole world is a little upside down right now and I'm sorry I'm being a little hysterical uh,
1: that's uh that's believable and completely reasonable
3: I promise I'll tell them the truth whatever you guys need just 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 say yes uh, I'll be truthful just if there's any way like I need to get I, I need to get downstairs and I
1: look if let's Let's worry about here, let's worry about you, and uh, we'll worry about other things later. We, uh, Worst comes to worst, I know some people, and I can make a few calls, get you some jobs doing what you want.
3: What do you mean, get me some jobs doing what I want? This is what I want. This is what I wanted to do. This, I'm not losing my... I might lose my job. Oh my, oh my god.
1: You really want to go, Duggan? crawl around spooky houses and have people whispering voices to you and he winces for a second
3: because clearly that upsets her even more and she just breaks down just pretty inconsolable
1: he reaches his hand up to his forehead just rubs it, his fingers through his hair takes a drink from his coffee look I uh, you know what fine fuck it I did mean it that's not normal Charlotte that's that's fucking weird and you can't trust him because that's, that's not natural you say you like this job so much well there's the fucking weirdness of your job and he points down towards the floor that's the kind of shit that we're investigating to understand and to, to stop from doing bad things yeah but no but
3: it's normal it's normal it's totally normal this is my whole life
1: well I'm sorry but you haven't had a normal life None of us have.
3: It's not fair. You you can't. Just take it back.
1: I, I'm afraid I can't, Charlotte. There's, there's a lot of things that we've seen over the years. The first time we met, it was over shit coming out of a painting, right? Not normal.
3: I can't help you. I'll tell the truth. You have questions. I'll tell you the truth, but I'm not talking to anybody else because I don't, I don't know who's a cultist. They're probably all cultists. I, <laughs> I, I know you're not. I know, but it's still, I feel, maybe, and I just don't know who I can believe.
1: Truth be told, after some of the shit I've seen tonight, I don't know who I can believe either that's that's not sitting here in this room with me. Because found a fucking murder cloak in Philip's apartment.
3: A what? A, a murder cloak? What does that even mean? Like.
1: So you know those dark cloaks that they were wearing when we busted up that cult that they would, like, sacrifice shit in?
3: Did he lift evidence? He can't – he's not a cult – he's a cultist? I trusted him.
1: I don't know if he's a cultist or not, but he had one of those fucking cloaks and uh, some creepy-ass mask. Something about a black sphinx. I don't fucking know.
3: Don't trust Patterson. I don't trust him. I, I would have never. I, I, he, I didn't attack him. I didn't really attack him. Like
1: we just, he he surprised me. It was all. You remember how I told you that Patterson and I first met? Pulled a fucking gun on him, Charlotte. Yeah. So, yeah, he's at arm's length. Don't worry. Look, I'm not asking you to to put yourself out for me. I'm asking yourself to put yourself out for you, so that. We can figure out what's going on and get to the bottom of this, and then uh and he pinches the bridge of his nose, and I guess figure out what's what's fucking next
3: look Bruno, I trust you all right i'll I'll do my best to keep it together if Is there anything that you want me to tell them not tell them like what do you want should I tell them the truth
1: i I can't see how it would hit in this situation, but we gotta we gotta work with them and go through some of their questions try to clear up this whole mess because let me tell you, they got fucking everybody out of bed.
3: Do you think that if I do this, do you think if I cooperate, do you think that you can get me out of here?
1: I think that it might be possible in the future to to get something. Like cooperation is going to start. Not cooperating is going to definitely take that off the table. But if we cooperate, we can have you talk to some people that are like professionals help you sort out some shit.
3: Yeah. 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 I'll totally, uh, totally the, 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 um, the professionals got it. Yeah. I totally can talk to them, but you know, I have, they definitely took some of my stuff and they probably took it to lock up. Right. And I have to get it out of there. So like, if you could help me get in to get like my personal belongings, you know, the, and like my teapot and stuff, like, I will be all in. I will do whatever needs to be done. I'll tell them anything that they need to know and we'll, we'll, we'll totally get it handled, which just I just got to get my stuff back and I got to get it out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not a problem. You can start at my place. It'll be fine. Just until they, this all blows over. But, uh, so, uh, speaking of your teapot, cause he caught that. He's not dumb. The, uh, I don't know Ash. I don't know him from a hole in the ground. And, uh, what, uh, do you know what he is besides your friend, your boyfriend or whatever?
3: He's my best friend. He's my best friend. He's always been there for me for my entire life. And he's always helped me and looked out for me. And I, I, I need him.
1: But what is he?
3: He's my best friend. I just told you. And like, you can help us get out of here. You can help me get out of here. And then we can get my stuff. Like you have the clearances. You can do that. Nobody suspects you right now. And you're on the right side. You're on my side. So we can do this together. If you let me out, I can even, you know, sneak. And you got to let me know like what, who all's out there and where they are. But then I can, I can even do it myself, probably, possibly, but I'm going to need your help, for, please.
1: Tell you what, you come up with a list of your, your personal belongings you need to get, and I will go take a look and see who's out there so I got an idea of what we might be dealing with.
3: Okay. Um, I don't want to write it down. Can I just tell you?
1: I'd give it a minute to, to think about, make sure you got everything, repeat it to yourself, get a little…
3: I think I got it. I think I know. I I it's it's repeated. I think I know all the things that I need like that I need need from here. It's not a lot, you know. It's you know just like one or maybe two things, but like one thing really that you can help me get.
1: He leans back in his chair. He knows where this is going and it's it's something that he doesn't want to hear or do. What uh what's on this list here, Charlotte?
3: Well, I told you. We have to get you know some of the things that they took from my house whatever that is um i don't even know i didn't even see what their their list is may you should bring that you should bring that back you know just the things that they took from my apartment cuz i have no idea my place is clean but i definitely need my teapot and i probably um i don't think i need anything from my desk or anything just 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 ash we have to get ash because i need to get him back um because he's my best friend and i don't think that i can be okay without him so please like you've made me feel so much better and i thank you so so much for the coffee and it's a little sip, sip and this is fine this the, we'll be fine this is totally fine i'm fine you're fine just stay away because there's a lot of cultists here and then we'll get out of here and you know we can we can leave we can go the beach was nice we can always go back to the beach you and me we'll go to the beach and it'll be great
1: yeah we'll go down to the shore i know some people there they run a few little uh And he'll give you a little wink and a shoulder shrug, you know, like a little couple of places. We can get some drinks, you know, it'll be fine. Just you, me, and whatever Ash is.
3: Yeah, and Ash, and then you guys can get to know each other better. It'll be fine. You can be really good friends because I know that you guys would be, like, probably as close as we are if you got to know him because I, like you clearly and I like him so I have to like both of you which means that you guys both would like each other we'll go to the beach we'll go we'll spend time with your family for a little bit and then we'll see you know where life takes us but it'll be wonderful and you just I need your help
1: Charlotte you need more than just my help that uh, that is very clear to me
3: yeah I need Ash's help too because he always knows what to do and right now I'm kind of freaking out because I don't know really i'm gonna tell if any questions i'm gonna tell you the truth i promised i'm i'm definitely gonna i promised i would tell you the truth and it'll it'll be fine but um just you were gonna help me if i told the truth okay
1: yeah yeah let me uh let me go see me see if i can find a list of the things they took so we can find out if there's anything we need from it before we bust out of this place
3: yeah but try and try and be sneaky okay
1: oh you know it.
3: Don't let them know what's happening, just and thank you so much. I felt like I felt like my whole life was over.
1: Well, uh, it's not over, Charlotte. We very much from, from that area. This is just a, a stepping stone to the future.
3: You've given us hope. We'll be together, it'll be great. Just you know, me and Ash and and you and it'll it'll be fine. Everything is gonna be great. It's gonna be perfect and Thank you, and I'll just wait just for a couple minutes, though, right? You're going to hurry up because I, I don't want to be here anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. It's fucking late. I got to go home and get to bed. I'm sure you and Ash want to go home and get to sleep or whatever the fuck he does.
3: Yes, I definitely, definitely want to go back to my apartment, and Ash needs to come home. We need to be back together. We have so much to talk about. I can't wait to fill him in on everything.
1: Sure, sure. Let me uh, let me just clean up this mess I got here. Takes your coffee cup from you and starts to pack that stuff up there, get up out of here. And let me just—I'll go scout the way, you know, so we can get there.
3: Okay, just be careful and don't trust anybody. Don't trust Patterson. I, just be careful.
1: Of course not. And he winks at you. And then he gets up and leaves the room, shutting the door behind him. He slumps his shoulders, just like fuck. Bruno looks down to the other interrogation rooms, starts walking in the direction of the next one, and then stops in front of Philip's door and is like, nah, I ain't ready for that crazy yet. And then keeps walking down to Finn's, getting a fresh coffee cup, gives the door a knock, and then pushes it open and goes inside.
4: Finn is sitting in a chair. Not a very comfortable chair either, it's not the best. Uh, as you open the door, Finn looks up at the door as it opens, and, well, shit, how's it going?
1: You know, that's a fucking loaded-ass question tonight, and he is keeping his head down and pointed away from you as he comes over to the table, sets the coffee cup down, pours some coffee in it, and slides it in your direction before turning his back to you.
4: Well, thanks for the, um... Thanks for the cup of joe, but he pulls on his handcuffs, and I can't quite reach. The handcuffs are stopping me from doing that.
1: I should have brought a straw.
4: That would be appreciated.
0: Bruno, you can see there's enough give. If he bends down close to the table, he can get that cup up and, and slurp. Cookie did just fine with
1: it. I made the effort. I'm not bending over backwards for him. I will also state that I have left both of my guns outside the room with whoever is standing guard out there and my pocket knife. He probably just emptied all of his belongings out of his pocket, including the flask, which he would like took a hit from before putting down. Bruno's not an idiot. He's just dumb.
4: So, um, I see you're not in trouble.
1: You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure that, uh, that I'm not. I don't know what they found. Well, I know what I had at my apartment, but I don't know what they found there, what they fucking planted there, or whatever the fuck is going on. But I tell you, it's late, I'm tired.
4: Well, uh, you mind telling me, you know, exactly what I'm being charged for, or in trouble for?
1: They got you charged for a, uh, a 666, and they, uh, assaulting a, an agent, and...
4: I see, and what specifically is the 666 about?
1: There, uh, there was a, something about a magic invisible knife. He starts rubbing at his arm where he had gotten cut.
4: Yeah, sorry about that. I, um.
1: Yeah, no, I, I shot you, it's fair.
4: Well, uh, so, I mean, I, uh, I learned a, a spell or two, learning, going through books. Yep. As you do. And that was one of them. I'll admit that.
1: That's, that's good. I'm sure that'll help the investigation. It's, uh, kinda, kinda crazy to do, but, uh, I can see where it's very useful, trust me.
4: Yeah, it made me look less threatening, get into places.
1: Yeah, and let you just pop off a guy's head.
4: Yeah, you know, Philip was trying to put Ash into Doyle, right?
1: You know, I didn't know that, but I figured it had to be some kind of reason, cause you don't just, you know, pop heads off a corpses
4: i figure chopping off a head was this lesser of two evils in that situation
1: oh yeah no it's tell you what if he had managed to do it and the head was still off and it, it'd be real weird to see ash like having a conversation with uh like a puppet Ugh.
4: yeah like those voodoo shrunken heads just hanging around by you know what i mean that would be weird
1: yeah, that that would be no good. And creepy. Ah, oh, for sure. So, uh, did you really attack them on the way back or something?
4: I, um... I defended myself, if that's what you mean. Philip was going crazy in the car.
1: About what? What What specifically this time, I guess, because, you know, Philip...
4: <laughs> that's right. Oh, he, he was, uh, ranting and raving about something about um, Doyle and sick and tired of Cookie complaining about Ash Um, I I was honestly worried that Philip was going to kill us
1: that's uh, that's fair I guess I don't know there's a lot of crazy shit that's happened here Finn and I don't even know where to begin you at least uh, seem to have your shit together compared to Charlotte that I was just talking to
4: yeah do we know what Ash is yet
1: her best friend's
4: Oh, it's the same story she's been given. Yeah. Beginning to guess she doesn't actually know.
1: You got any idea besides a ghost?
4: I mean, there's stories and lore about like, yeah, ghost possession, of course. But, uh, if you wanted to go more biblical, there's like guardian angels, which in sometimes are actually demons, but.
1: Oh, that makes more sense than an angel threatening to kill its.
4: Yeah. My guess is some sort of demon possessing her. And, or maybe not possessing, but, you know.
1: Stuck to it.
4: Yeah, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. There's, uh, there's a lot to figure out here, and it's not looking good for a lot of people.
4: Well, I'm not entirely sure. You know, this place is kind of filled with cultists.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the word on the street.
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Philip is in one of them.
1: What makes you say that? It's just a little miniature club That that's really how he's communicating all this time is those little figurines.
4: Oh, that'll be neat. No, it's just it was something he said in the car and why I tried to stop him. He said something about needing a something about a a, a dagger I think. um, Or can't remember the details it was you know getting knocked over the head and then drugged makes me forget but I remember something about a dagger
1: tell you anything else about any kind of other assorted paraphernalia
4: uh he really wants those aminum scriptors, and he wants to bring an old friend of his back to life I remember that
1: what do you mean scriptors? I thought it was only the one
4: uh, it seems he had a second copy or not copy but a second book of it
1: like a like another volume or like
4: yeah like another volume he was saying
1: that's fucking it's like a a sequel animum scripta two the electric boogaloo or whatever
4: uh well if you read up on them there's actually like five
1: so like they got the same title are they the same book are they just copies of the book or are they like
4: I actually I'm not entirely sure not certain really I know there's five books I believe one for each of the uh, Greek elements you know, Terra Aether Air, uh, water, and um, fire.
1: You think they got all the same shit in them?
4: I've never read them, and with different names like that, I'd assume not. But uh, probably, or probably not. But they could again. It's a bit of a hidden book.
1: Oh, so I I get it. You mean it's like the the one we found was the Ether Animum Scriptor, and then this was probably some other thing. It's like a it's like a secondary title or whatever.
4: Uh yeah, yeah, like a subtitle.
1: So uh you remember Mr. Ford, right?
4: Yeah, the film guy.
1: Yeah. Remember when we went out to dinner and uh I asked you if you you know and he makes a, a little stabbing motion to the, the stomach area.
4: Yeah, I remember that.
1: You uh you told me that you didn't do it, but
4: he um yeah
1: yeah as in, yeah you didn't tell the truth or you like yeah you you did
4: I didn't tell the truth no he I noticed he was making another film one that I didn't want him to make and he wouldn't give it to me so
1: did the old uh invisible stabby stabby
4: that's correct
1: I mean that's fair he was uh he was a danger to a lot of people, or the potential to be a danger to a lot of people. He, uh, he didn't want to come home with us.
4: Yep.
1: That's, uh, it's unfortunate. Seems like a nice guy. Just a shame that he wouldn't use his, uh, his gifts for good. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, yeah, no, um. You got anything else you wanna, you wanna say? Cause. Patterson's making me do this, so I got to do it.
4: I, um. I, uh... Bruno's still not looking at Finn
1: No, he is avoiding making eye contact as much as he can He doesn't know if that actually helps, but, you know, he's...
4: Oh, it doesn't It's listening Finn's gonna mutter something under his breath, casting a spell Oh, good It looks like I'm... Probably heading to jail, you'd say Maybe something even worse
1: not 100% sure what they're gonna what they're gonna do, but it's uh it's not a great situation.
4: Well, uh, Bruno starts hearing f- the flapping of like large bat leathery wings. At least I have a, another escape plan then.
1: Escape plan. He starts to turn, looking towards the door, and takes a step or two towards it.
4: So as you do that, the room begins to darken and you'll notice the corner of your eye, you see a thing flapping, a hideous beast start flying towards you.
1: Does this thing look familiar?
4: This 10 foot flying beast with the bat wings and like a body of what kind of looks like a lobster and eight legs and then a Face that has, not face, a head, maybe, thing, long hair, tentacle things, hairs sticking out, and maybe those are eyes? You're not certain. It's disgusting and seems to be flying right towards you, ready to maybe eat you. Great.
0: Do you say anything, Finn?
4: as Bruno starts freaking out about this thing in front of him
1: seeing this creature Bruno's gonna reach for his gun that he does not have kick himself but understand that clearly some shit was gonna fucking be needed here and he's gonna yell at that we got a TLA he is going to block the door and defend himself as best he can
4: bring me home my guardian angel back to Pluto
1: this is a fucking angel
0: the creature doesn't advance or anything it is just there almost like um, you know like when you watch video and it like it loops over and over again just hovers in the space
1: Finn what the fuck is this
4: what does it look like
1: that's a I don't fucking know what it looks like It looks not natural Clearly know what this is And he's banging on the door Trying to get somebody to come down here
4: And you say you're a Catholic
1: Yeah I go to church or whatever but
4: It's an angel obviously What do they teach you over on this side of the water
1: That's uh Not like any of the books I've seen
4: Do not fear for you have found favor with God haven't you read your bible why do you think Angel says do not fear
1: probably because they apparently look scary as fuck
4: exactly
0: Bruno <laughs> you'll feel the door push against you somebody's trying to open it since you're banging on the door but you're blocking it
1: I will just repeat myself that we have a TLA in here until, uh they would know what that means
0: so you're not going to let them in
1: Unless they respond back to me that they have appropriate measures for something like that.
0: They'll say there's reinforcements on the way.
1: Alright, it's not doing anything yet, but, uh, this angel here is looking a little distressed.
0: At that, the guy on the other side is kinda of, goes quiet, goes, wait, it's an angel in there?
1: Isn't that right, Finn? Isn't that an angel?
4: I have no idea what you're talking about. Finn says very loud. There's nothing in here. The fucker went crazy. The
0: other agent on the outside of the door is going to say, move away from the door let me take a look.
1: Bruno will do so. He will step to the side and let it go on. I'm going to...
0: Bruno, what does your face look like now? What is the expression? Because it's the first thing this man's going to see when he looks in.
1: He's leaning his head back... He's not completely terrified because this thing hasn't done anything, but his mouth is a little agape and he is pushing back against the wall, trying to give this thing as much space as possible.
0: So the agent will open the door a bit, see your face and then quickly do a peek around the door to see what's in the room. He's not going to like fully enter when he does. So He looks confused, Bruno, and then he looks back at you, even more confused, and then he looks at Finn. Finn, do you say anything?
4: I think this fucker's going crazy. Can you, like, get me out of here with him? And cast baleful Influence.
0: Bruno, you'll see the agent. His demeanor changes. He enters the room and he approaches Finn. You see him pulling the keys out to the cuffs. And he starts to go to unlock.
1: I come up and try to grab him to pull him back. Like, what are you doing? Okay, near that thing. The
0: key goes into the uh, handcuff. He is not doing anything against you. He has been given a directive and he is following it. So what else do you want to do?
1: Is he carrying a gun? Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to take his gun.
0: Finn, you hear the handcuffs unclick and you see where Bruno kind of goes to grapple the man to get him away from you but he's not able to wrestle him away and as Bruno's hands come back off the man you see that one of his hands has gained purchase of the gun that was in a holster on this agent you are free of the handcuffs Bruno you can fire and Finn you may dodge so a gunshot rings out misses Finn it ricochets off of the floor or the wall Finn in trying to get away in a bit of the mess here you're out of the cuffs and you can get up but you're still not out of the room you do hear the sound of boots coming down the hall a gunshot went off it does sound like people are approaching. What What do we want to happen now?
1: I spin pushing the guy out of the way as Finn makes his way towards the door.
4: Charging towards the door.
0: Where'd you shoot him, Bruno?
1: The lower half to two-thirds of his torso.
0: He is down on the ground. Agents flood the doorway and they see Bruno with a gun and a Finn... No longer handcuffed, shot in the back.
4: And bleeding out. I
1: drop the gun and put my hands up.
0: It's not long before Patterson walks in. What the hell happened? What did you do? You're supposed to get answers, Bruno. Why did you try to kill him?
1: I assume that the now apparent to the player illusion is not in in the room.
0: It's, yeah, it's gone.
1: Yeah, so like... I was talking to Finn, getting some information, found out a lot of things, but I have a feeling it's not going to be real fucking important real soon, but then there was this thing that came out of the shadows in the corner, it was, and he holds his hands up to indicate how big it was, it's about, like, yay big, fucking wings, dark, no no eyes, fucking creepy shit, nothing I'd ever seen before, and Finn says, take me home, take me back to Pluto, He says that it's an angel. He says that... He quotes some verse about them, like, coming back to to talk to people and that we shouldn't be afraid of angels. And then I fucking sound the alarm and I'm back against the door and the thing's just sitting there, right? It's just fucking flapping its wings and floating there. It's fucking weird, right? I hear backup coming. I hear this guy.
0: He's very confused, too, now. He doesn't know what happened.
1: So... A fellow agent here answers the door. You remember that part, right? And I slap him on the shoulder to be like, hey, fucking pay attention here. Corroborate my fucking story.
0: He starts nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you said there was a angel. I I, I wanted to see it.
1: Yeah, because you had a fucking...
0: But there wasn't no angel in here. And then... And then? And then I... I, I, I don't know. I...
1: Just say it. It's fine. You're not in any trouble.
0: I had this... I don't know, I was just compelled to get him out of the room. Something told me to just get him out of the room.
1: There you go. And I looked to Patterson. So I fucking tried to stop him. I took the agent's service piece and I fucking shot at Finn. I missed him the first time, though, and he points to the wall where there's a bullet hole.
0: Meanwhile, they are doing some first aid on poor Finn, trying to stop the bleeding. They're going to Get him to a hospital. Let's hope he lives.
1: Then he uh, he made a run for it, and I I did what I had to do. And then I dropped the gun, and everybody else showed up, and I fucking sat here waiting for you. Can I go home now, because I tell you, Pattison, I... No.
0: No. Sorry. You got one more you have to talk to. I don't have answers yet. Finish your job.
1: I just her enthusiastically through. I thought I just finished that job. Look, I may have just killed my friend, which I don't really want to fucking deal with right now because I don't know if he really was my friend because he just fucking to me like two or three times or something. So it's fucking...
0: You got one more. Bruno, let's just finish it and we can put it behind us.
1: Fine. He gets up, goes out of the room, grabs his flask off of the table, leaves the rest of his shit. He don't care anymore. Goes to the door where Philip is, thinks for a second that he should go back and get a cup of tea for him because he doesn't like coffee, thinks, fuck it, and just opens the door into Philip's room. Philip is sitting there.
2: He's got his one hand in his lap. The other one is, of course, handcuffed to the table. He's still got his dark glasses on. He looks like death warmed over. He's got a bandage on the side of his face. His suit is absolutely ruined. But despite all that, he has got an extremely pleasant smile on his face, like an old friend has come to visit him for tea, even though there isn't any, because Bruno is
1: cruel. Bruno will walk into the room, close the door, take his flask, unscrew the top, hit it, and then put it on the table for Philip.
2: You see him turn his head towards it, and then back to Bruno. Hey, buddy, how you, uh... Well, it seems I am holding up a sight better than you are right now, old chap.
1: You know, that's, uh... Let me tell you, it's been a fucking night and most of a day, and it it's not looking like it's getting any better. No. No, I imagine not. I,
2: I did hear some hysteria to my left and a door slamming, and then more shouting and two gunshots to my right. So, if I was assumed correctly, I'm the last of our fated quartet to be questioned, aren't I?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna apologize because I brought the others coffee, but it's just I think you might guess that it's been a little too much in the past ten minutes.
2: Oh, well, yes, there's there's a surprise. It's disappointing is what it is, but well, the past two years has been no different. So,
1: And he will sit down in the chair opposite you and just kind of, like, take up a very slacking, leaned-back posture. Patterson's making me ask everybody questions, and I guess, uh, I guess we get to be the last ones, or specifically you, because he just asked me a whole bunch of fucking questions,
2: so well if you come to me first you would have had all the correct answers but you've come to me last so I'll merely confirm what you already know isn't that right
1: yeah that's kind of what I thought is that I would get what they said and then assume that you just had the the actual information cause I gotta tell you eh, you take really good notes I do
2: don't I
1: I do and there's, uh, there's a lot of questions that they will find answers for over the next couple of days as they go through all that shit but here we are, and uh, I guess they want some some quick answers.
2: Come now, Bruno. You know nothing I do is quick.
1: Yeah, but I figured, you know, asking, and then if you giving the answers was then, you know, be faster than reading. And then what? I don't know, but at the very least, the doctor. No, thank you. No, that that... maybe not that one, but like... There needs to be some kind of conversation, because you clearly fucking got some hang-ups. And I say that as a, as a friend.
2: Oh. oh, you're my friend now. Well, yes, I, I suppose, but no. No, doctors. I am not insane. I am perfectly sane. I have seen everything. I know everything. Everything is gone according to as I predicted it. Even you shooting Finn as he tried to escape, because nobody takes... Philip, seriously, when he says that Finn is a cultist, Finn is a member of the Church of Starry Wisdom. Finn has read the Animum Scriptor, which was recovered from his apartment in my possession. Is that not correct?
1: I don't remember you ever telling me any of that crazy shit. So how can you be mad at me for not knowing and not believing you if you don't tell me these things?
2: Because you don't listen to me, Bruno. You've never listened to me. For two years, you've sat there and not listened to me. You have seen my notebooks now. Standard Operating Procedure would have a team of agents for them, if I am correct, which I am, would go through every site of interest, of which my own chambers would be one of them. So yes, you have seen my study. You have seen the copious amount of notes that I have taken as per protocol on every case that we have made, including my own personal faults
1: upon them. He sits there quietly for a moment, just fidgeting for a second. Even if you didn't trust us, if you didn't tell us nothing, why, why didn't you tell Patterson? Why didn't you just keep it all bottled up?
2: Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? It does make a particular assumption that I believe is incorrect. What makes you think that Patterson doesn't know?
1: Because if Patterson does know and nothing was done, then you can't be mad at me because I didn't know. I cannot be mad at you. Well, that
2: is two incorrect assumptions, because one, Agent Patterson did receive some letters in uh, at least the past couple of days with particularly pertinent information.
1: Don't you think that that's a little late? The past couple of days, you apparently had notes on this shit for at least a year.
2: Yes, and during our... Uh, admittedly supposedly private and personal debriefings is when my thoughts and my information was made known. Uh, This was all in my report. So if you haven't read my report, well, it's not all that surprising, but uh, really again, this is you not listening to me. And when we say that something is wrong with Charlotte and you don't listen, and that it turns out that she has a spiritual entity possessing her, that she is so addicted to that she cannot operate without it, and that I find a ritual in a book that shouldn't exist, which is now in your possession, and I hand that over to the very clear member of the Church of Starry Wisdom who has the accoutrement and the wherewithal to enact that ritual, which happens in your very presence. But that all happened because you didn't listen to me.
1: So Bruno would pick up that you have never said that Charlotte was having problems prior to a day and a half ago. Time flies. So if you know everything, what's next?
2: Well, if I'm not mistaken, the Medicare are going to... ...put Finn upon a gurney and taken to an ambulance, and on the way to the hospital he would likely die tragically, having been shot in a robbery or something, and that is what the papers may or may not say. We are nameless agents of a department agency that is very little known. In the interrogation room to the left of me is a poor widowed soul bereft of all support she has ever had in the whole world... And I suppose the next time that door opens, instead of her best friends uh, as terrible as you and I may be it would be a pair of white jacketed doctors with a straight jacket and a large needle full of perhaps the same thing the scopolamine that we gave Agent Patterson. Well, it was worth a try. thought he was a cultist too. I'm sure you've heard this plenty of times, but it is very clear that they were, if not are, cultists from the Church of Starry Wisdom within the agency, and uh, I do highly suggest that everybody improves their uh, vetting procedures when bringing on new agents. Uh, much of this
1: could be avoided. Really, there's a whole host of security procedures that I could advise you on. What, uh, what you got in mind as far as that goes, because you know how much I love fucking procedure? Oh, yes, I know. You
2: absolutely adore procedures. Well, first, let me tell you, if you're going to interrogate somebody, perhaps have more than one person in the room and ensure at least one of them is armed. Perhaps four agents. You know, you always have the one-way mirror. You know, the one that we had in Arkham that I had to shoot through to try and prevent Charlotte from reading the Anamam script or that someone carelessly laid out on the table because,
1: again, nobody listens to Philip. Yeah, well, that guy didn't wasn't in the know, and... I knew that was bad, but I couldn't fucking get it from him because I wasn't there. Make it sound like I'd never listened to you, but I've totally listened to you. And yet here I am. Well, I do want to point out that it's the one time in recent memory that we've been split up and uh, look at the shit that has happened.
2: That is because you left me with a cultist and a woman that was catatonic because she had been exorcised from her best friend. You abandoned us. You knowingly abandoned us after seeing all of that. You did not even give us a chance to tell you no. No, you ran off all by yourself trying to play the hero.
1: Yeah, you're right. I was trying to help and save you guys. And you know what? I'm sorry that I didn't see or didn't understand. I wasn't properly told that Finn might be a little fucking... And he wiggles his fingers at you. That never fucking came to my desk until, I don't know, two days ago. But I've put my shit on the line for all three of you. Oh, don't give me that. You've put
2: nothing on the line for us. Tell me, who was it who went through my things? Hmm? Was it Johnson? It was me. It was you, yes. Of course it was you, yes. The first thing you do when you hear that somebody has gone off in the team, who's the first person you think of? Yes, it must be Philip. There's something about him. Of course. He's always the one in the corner with his little book, and his little books, and his little miniatures, and his teapot both of which I no longer have because I use them in the service to this blasted agency.
1: You'll be happy to know that I went to your place because that's where I was sent. I didn't choose because I didn't want to put any kind of jinx on nothing. Patterson was like, go to Phillips, take these guys with you, find out what's going on. And you know what? When I found a fucking murder cloak in your apartment, you know what I did? I kept digging because it's like, this is weird, but you know what? We're in a weird business, so let me keep fucking looking. I found your journal. I found where well, you got it at an estate sale. And you know what I said? We need to send people to look at this estate sale and see what happened there.
2: Yes, and?
1: Well, that was like an hour ago, so you can't exactly expect fucking results that quickly.
2: Well, of course I can. I've already had all the results. The murder cloak, as you so adroitly put it, and the mask that I'm certain you found underneath that both belong to the uh, poor deceased master of the Brotherhood of the Black Sphinx.
1: Yeah, and you got names for all those people?
2: Well, no, not yet. I'd uh, written letters out out of state and out of country to try and find some more information on them. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to check my mail because I'm handcuffed to a bloody table.
1: There's a lot of crazy shit that's going on right now, Philip, and I'm sorry, but I'm trying to help. We are an
2: organization that deals exclusively with the crazy shit, as you put it.
1: Yes, I know. And that means that sometimes we've got to deal with some kind of unpleasantries, the emotions to the handcuffs, to to make sure that everybody's safe.
0: Safe,
2: yes, of course. Which is why you put a known cultist in a room without a gag, without a hood, with his hands open, and then you let him cast a spell didn't you? What was it? Was it the black tendrils that invade your mind and make you do things that you don't want to do because his voice is so suggestive so everything must be correct? It could not have been the invisible knife because the invisible knife he could have just cut through the handcuffs and walked out at any time. No. What else was it? I heard screaming about a, an unidentified apparition. Was that it? Was it another spell that we haven't discovered yet? Of course. Of course it was. The Animon scriptor has many spells you see. There was one of them where, did you know that one of the script Scriptor, you cannot read in the light, you can only read it in the darkness. The darker it is, the more that the words appear on the page. And there were notes, there were notes in the in the edges of the books, They were in Finn's handwriting. They were very useful. He knew things. Well, I know things from the other book, but we shared, we shared that. You should know that. It was in my journal. The journal, the one with the ritual It was the one I, I pulled from the other Animal Scriptor. I had both of them in my hands. And you know what I did? I did not keep them for myself. I sent one to Agent Partisan because I had the interests of the agency over my own every time, despite being shackled to the rest of you.
1: You're not wrong in a lot of ways. And I know that that makes you happy. I'm never wrong. Yeah. And you know what? there's a lot of things that are going on that I don't understand. And yeah, there are a lot of things that could change around here. The fucking leaving him in there with full access to his capabilities almost. I don't know. He almost got away.
2: Yes. Yes, he did. And now there are two bullets, one of which sounded like it is in the wall. The second one is, I believe, between the third and fifth vertebra of his spine. A very... Potentially it was short, Bruno, but you did have practice on him in Dunwich. Which
1: I did to to save his life.
2: Yes, you've done many wicked things to save the other's lives, haven't you? I do remember the right cross you gave poor Charlotte when she was screaming about opening the book. It was an excellent blow, and it was for all the right reasons. However, it did do some unmistakably irrevocable damage, didn't it? Uh, she'll heal from that. No, I don't think she shall.
1: The punch? Yeah. The stuff that came after, not actually my fault. I didn't do it. I participated, I was there, but I didn't do it, just like I didn't set Finn up in that other room. The only thing I did was keep him from getting away, which...
2: Yes, you did with alacrity, I know. So it seems that you and Agent Partisan want answers. Well, here are some answers I shall give to you. Charlotte, in the other room, shall be quite docile if you put her in a cell with plenty of tea to drink, a particular teapot that looks silver but is not and she will speak to it all day and night everything will be fine afterwards and she will be happy as the day is long
1: yeah I thought about going back with a coffee pot and saying we transfer them so they wouldn't look for a teapot because, you know that's what they were after, she wanted me to go steal them back
2: yes, well, that was part of the plan, I was a little panicked at the time because Finn just tried to stab me with an invisible knife in the car You've seen the damage to the van, I'm sure. Well, I was driving it when he decided he was going to try to kill us. There was a, a whole rigour moral around the whole thing. Charlotte was very mad at the both of us, but I digress. She did get her, her um, frustrations out upon him, which was rather bracing to see, as, again, he had just tried to stab me. But What other questions do you have before I give the next answer, which... I believe would be the last question of this whole series, which is what is going to happen to me.
1: I mean, honestly, Philip, I feel like I owe you an apology for not taking you as seriously as I should and both of us being responsible for the events that have happened over the past couple of days. <laughs> No, dear (laughs) girl. I never thought I'd hear you apologize for anything in your life. There's a lot of things I've done that I'm not sorry for, but because of some of the things that have happened, uh, we're in a situation where we were both taken advantage of by someone who did not have our best interests in mind as a team. And now he's probably on his way to the hospital.
2: Yes, well, did you find any evidence of his involvement with, uh, Mr. Lyman Ford, perhaps?
1: He did admit to me that he had stabbed him and then taken a, uh, a film from him.
2: Well, at least the psicopalamine had worked for that particular question.
1: And then, uh, he admitted to knowing some magics, including the two that you mentioned with the, uh, the knife, and he makes a, a little stabby, slashy motion, and, uh, the getting in your head. He actually used that one to, to try and escape.
2: Yes, well, it would have made the most sense. He tried it on me, I believe, twice, and I, I recognized the attempt the second time, and then Charlotte also felt its baleful influence. Um, it, it appears that we were made of stoner stuff than, uh, Agent Richardson.
1: Yeah, he seemed a little shaken up by it.
2: Yes, well, now he's set upon the path, isn't he?
1: What path is that?
2: The path that ends with him handcuffed to a chair in this very interrogation room, of course.
1: I mean maybe I mean Finn's room is empty right now, so maybe it's uh it's that room. Who knows? I'm sure uh after Patterson is, is happy with the questions that you have answered that uh, he's going to have a lot more questions for me, too.
2: Yes, well, Patterson will never be happy, but I do owe you one or two more answers, so I'll attempt to be um, well, I won't be brief, but I will try to be accurate, you say. I believe what will happen to me is after you get up and turn to leave this room, the door will open, and Agent Patterson will be there with two other men. They may or may not have a straitjacket, more likely that they will, but I'm going to entertain myself a little bit of variety. I'll be taken to a cell similar as to the where they will take Charlotte, although I do hope they have plenty of bookshelves in there, as I suspect I'll be in there for a long time. Three times a day, the slot and the door will open and I will be fed, and after six or seven months, the door will open, and perhaps it will be you, or perhaps it will be Agent Patterson will walk in and they will ask me a question. And of course, I've been reading my books for six months, and I will have an answer. And you will nod, and you will write something down, and you will leave. And then I may hear something some weeks ahead about how that information in my head, in my books, have helped the department, even in my convalescence. And then, once every so often, the door will open, and an agent will come in, and they will ask me a question. And I will happily answer it, because I do enjoy my company. And while you go home at night to your lovely wife and three children and wonder what kind of trouble you're going to get in, I will be left in that cell until one day it opens and it won't be an agent that walks in, but it will be a man of a very particular persuasion who has a very different question in mind. And the smile on his face and the knife in his hand will likely bring me something other than salvation, but this is the path we all walked down when we started, isn't it?
1: Not exactly. I was given the chance to to do some honest work, and uh, use my sets of skills to to do some good, to help support my family back at home, and make the world a better place, all that shit.
2: Ah yes, your poor mother, I never did offer my proper condolences, but... He leans for it on the table. Did you know that I discovered a gateway to the afterlife? What if I made the proper exchange to Thor, the Egyptian god of knowledge, I could bring a soul back from the other side? Of course, I thought about using it for Bertram. And I told Charlotte I would use it for Ash, but that proves to be a bit impossible, as he is sealed in a teapot until he is long forgotten, but... Well, if you miss your dear old mother, be sure to come by and ask a question, won't you?
1: He leans forward on the table conspiratorially. What did happen to Bertram?
2: I'll never tell you. Why's that? Because that's a secret between him and me and Thor.
1: Bruno sits there for a moment, motions to his flask. Do you, uh, you want any of that before I go?
2: No, we're in the midst of prohibition. I would hate to break the law.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's, uh, that's the least of our worries as far as the law breaking. But he'll stand up, pick up the flask, screw the lid back on, change his mind, unscrew it, hit it again, then screw the lid back on and start walking out with it in his hand. Uh, Bruno, before you go... He stops one hand on the door and
2: turns towards Philip. Despite it all, I did consider you a friend. And I did act as I could. With my friend's interests in mind. Even if they didn't see me the same way.
1: He stands there for a moment, gives his head a little nod. I'll, uh... I'll make sure your little figurines stay nice and safe. Yes, let them know what's become of me. I'm sure they'll be fine. He stands there for a minute, then opens the door and walks out.
0: When you exit, you'll see Agent Johnson Smith and our ex-priest. Johnson looks at you, Bruno, and says, Welcome to the team.
1: He just slumps his shoulders for a second, looks right at the priest and goes, Mazel and fucking hits his flask again.
0: We'll see you tomorrow, bright and early. We gotta head up to King's Port.
1: Can I get a fucking sick day? Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'll try to stop it.
0: Go home, get some rest.
1: And with some sad Hulk walking away music. He does make one stop to Patterson before he leaves. Stands at the door knocks on it. Come in. Comes in and sits down.
0: Gonna write up your report. Have it to me by tomorrow?
1: No. Fucking, I, I need I need a day fucking it's a lot of shit over the past couple of minutes you know
0: you have the rest of the night take it easy
1: the rest of the night it's fucking 4am there is no more night
0: you're gonna be back here at 9 you're gonna head up to Kingsport with the new team get some shut eye in the ride up
1: fucking might as well sleep in the car at this point just not even go home
0: look after this next case I'll give you some R&R okay but Kingsport it's uh it's close to Innsmouth. You've been up that way before, so go with the team. You're going you're gonna to be a big asset to them. Yeah,
1: fucking big ass. Look, sorry about Finn. I fucking did what I thought had to be done to make sure that shit didn't get worse.
0: Yeah, Bruno, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sorry will really fly in the uh, reports when you shoot another government agent in the back in an interrogation room.
1: To be fair, he landed outside the interrogation room trying to run down the hall to get away after using magic on two different people. But
0: Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll be in the papers. It's some kind of robbery gone bad. It's fine.
1: He pauses for a moment. No, you know, that's what Philip said. Huh. He also said that he'd end up in a small room with a bunch of books. Every couple of months, some agent would come to him and ask a question about some of this spooky shit. That we, uh, we are known to get into.
0: Patterson won't respond to that and his face will remain impassive.
1: So I'd, uh, I guess what I'm saying is I'd appreciate it if he got some nice little place in the countryside that's not as, uh, active with this kind of spooky shit as we are, we are prone to getting into. And I feel like maybe coming to him every once in a while with these kinds of questions might, might not do him so good.
0: Sure, Bruno. I'll get him a room with a view.
1: Yeah, it's still in a hospital, of course, because he fucking needs to sort some shit out. He may not be completely crazy, but he's got fucking baggage.
0: You know what? I'll even go a a one step further for you. You can visit both your ex-teammates in the same hospital. Maybe I will. Well, go get that shut-eye.
1: Do I get the feeling that he's not going to make good on this, that he is going to, at the very least, the Phillips treat him more as a an asset, or do I get bad feelings from this?
0: I'll say you get the feeling that, for Patterson's motivation, for the greater good, for the country, he will bury Cookie in a mental institution for the rest of her life, and he will do the same with Philip. but he will continue to use his mind. Because this is what we need.
2: This is greater than any of us, Bruno. It always was, which is why we were tasked and not the next poor salts to walk through the door in New York City.
0: <laughs> you can exit this office and when you do as you walk down that hall you will see two male orderlies carrying what is very clearly a straight jacket pass you by
1: he stops for a minute and flags him down it's like he'll uh he'll go willingly if you just ask him to put it on I'm pretty sure and uh you know what he hands the flask to the orderlies if you put your knockout magic juice in this and have one of the agents bring it into her she'll she'll probably just drink it and, you know maybe pour it in some coffee or something and be a lot less fight. Tell her I uh, I almost got her stuff. Nod. He puts on his hat and he walks out into the wee morning hours.
2: The agents of the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment have found three oddities in their midst. And curiously, all three of them were rather close to their own domiciles as the agents burst in and found them. Personally I'm just a voice in one of their heads, so I have no idea where we're starting. I figured you'd put a black hood over the three of them and
0: so you can look at it. Finn, describe what he sees.
4: Um I'm trying to remember you said there was two film reels?
0: He two, so just randomly describe what one of them is. The one that was the more horrifying.
1: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay, so.
1: Then he gets up and leaves the room. Shutting the door behind him. He slumps his shoulders. just like, fuck.
4: You mind telling me, you know, exactly what I'm being charged for or in trouble for?
1: What is the uh, the police numerical code for? Oh, never mind. I, I fucking know the answer to this. They they got you charged for a uh, a six 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 and a uh, assaulting a, an agent, and that's fucking. Weird. It's like a a sequel, Animum Scripta Two, the Electric Boogaloo, or whatever.
4: Uh, well, if you read up on them, there's actually like five.
2: Sarah, that's 60 years before its time.
1: (laughs) Look, we got electricity. It's fine. The boogaloo did not happen until the late 80s.
4: (laughs) Finn's going to mutter something under his breath, casting a spell. Oh, good. It's a spell he hasn't cast before, but he's going to try. And he fails.
0: Did you fail? Yeah. Oh, you want to spend the rest of your luck? You do it. What
4: um, you got to lose? 30, 20, 27. 27. Oh, I'll be left with one luck point left.
0: <gasps>
1: I mean, it is fitting that you're out of luck.
0: You are out of luck. Do you want to do it?
4: Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Woohoo! Okay. All right, one so. player's
0: sanity, another player's luck. I'm taking it all.
4: Um, that's probably also going to cost me magic points and some sanity as well.
0: It is indeed. It's
2: fine, it grows back. (laughs)
0: Yeah. In a 4x9 cell, you'll recoup it all.
2: It's alright. If Philip had his druthers, it'd be on a uh, 4x8 postcard.
4: (laughs) It looks like I'm probably heading to jail, you'd say. Maybe something even worse.
1: Did your spell have any effect on him at the moment?
4: Uh, not yet, not okay. yet
1: don't worry. that got me all nos I uh, should be
4: <laughs> as Bruno starts freaking out about this thing in front of him,
1: do we have a term for like unknown creature?
0: I don't know. do you guys have a a term for an un, unknown strange creature?
1: I would think, yeah, but I'm trying to
3: think
0: of what, what it would, it would be. be. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm asking you guys for. <laughs> what would that term be?
2: Honestly, I call it a phantom. Okay. Because something like X-ray, I wouldn't use until mm-hmm. probably after the 40s, so and
1: that, I wouldn't use SPC. The
4: Mm-mm. problem with phantom is that a layperson will understand. Okay. So you'd want, I would think you'd want something that you could say in public without it seeming, like, obviously ridiculous.
0: Give it a code, Bruno.
1: I'm on the stars right now.
0: I mean, you could just say a code and then numbers. I don't care. (laughs)
1: Long shadow. (laughs) Look, I'm, I am sitting like, I don't want to call it a varmint, but, like, it's a little too, um...
3: Yosemite Sam.
1: <laughs> no, it, like, that's just a little too Wild West-ish. Like, call it a horny toad. Greed horny toads. <laughs> uh, I or fucking hate you people.
2: Just
4: call it a <laughs> pig or something.
3: Give it, like, a three-letter acronym, like unidentified <laughs> sure. critter in the corner. Uh,
1: I, I, I got it. Okay. So, reach for his gun that he does not have. Kick himself. But understand that clearly some shit was gonna fucking be needed here. And he's gonna yell out that, we got a TLA. I think it's a three letter abbreviation.
0: Verna, <laughs> what does your face look like now? What is the expression? Cause it's the first thing this man's gonna see when he looks in.
1: You know that charge in my laser face? No. No, we're
2: not gonna use shoop to whoop meme. You're going you're gonna to have to actually describe this.
1: No, like there's...
4: Isn't it I'm firing my lasers?
0: Yeah. Or just describe it. The raw listeners can't see your picture.
1: You know, when I say the shoop the face, they know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, wow.
0: Way to call me out.
1: You're old. That's fine. You talk wow. about it. Wow!
4: Wow!
1: Is he carrying a gun? Mm -hmm. I would like to take his gun and shoot Finn.
4: Yeah!
1: Yeah!
0: Bruno, you can fire and Finn, you may dodge. Oh, fuck. With your three health points. Fuck, I have one luck left. (laughs) You have one luck left, you can dodge, yes!
1: Uh, Wow. Sure. Kept my luck, not my luck. My good rolls from earlier. mm mm-hmm. ninety-seven know. and then a ninety-eight. I spin, pushing the guy out of the way as Finn makes his way towards the door,
4: charging towards the door.
1: Kaplowi, I will be happy to spend the thirteen luck to see at
4: that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I get a dodge. Yeah, no, I have no way of saving that.
0: Want to roll your damage?
1: Uh, do I have.
0: Gosh, I hope it doesn't do more than three.
1: It'll do more than three
2: because it's a handgun in the back. Uh, 32 revolver is 1d8. Wow. That's
4: it?
0: That's it?
2: It's a 32 revolver. It's the dinkiest gun that was in
4: the book.
1: You have like 12 HPs. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, I he mean has, like, like oh, total.
0: And normally, yeah, yeah.
4: I thought it'd at least be like 1d6. <gasps> but, oh. Oh. So that's half. That is a major wound. Um, but I'm at yeah. minus three. Uh, I believe that puts me in dying.
0: Where'd you shoot him, Bruno? Just right in the back.
4: Yeah. Again. I uh, a <laughs> leg the first time, mm. like a common criminal.
0: Back of the leg. <laughs> Where'd you shoot him, Bruno?
1: Finn leaning forward as he's running. So- the lower half to two-thirds of his torso. I don't think I did enough damage, necessarily, to just, like, paralyze him, but, you know, hey, major wound is a major wound.
4: Uh, so it's a major wound, which means I need to make a con roll or instantly pass out. Okay. I failed oh. the con roll, so pass out.
0: Meanwhile, they are doing some first aid on poor Finn, trying to stop the bleeding. They're gonna probably get an ambulance to Get him to hospital. Let's hope he lives. Um, we'll see.
1: Is that storyteller saying or is that Patrick? That's
0: storyteller saying. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I'm pretty sure that, I don't know, Finn, what do you think? Do you think he lives?
0: You got one luck. You want to roll it?
4: <laughs> I have zero luck. I had to spend
0: Oh, it. yeah. You have zero luck.
4: Uh, so the use of first aid to stabilize dying characters is only temporary. Mm-hmm. I was reading the rules quickly. Uh, it requires a medicine role of the doctor. But I have a roll of con every few minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, I he should just die.
0: Story-wise, well, yeah. Okay, we can do that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, no. They do try to stabilize Finn, but probably on the way to the hospital, he will pass.
1: Great, so I don't know that he passes until the next day. Wonderful. No,
0: you don't know until the next day.
1: But that all happened because you didn't listen to me. Uh, Rob does not remember you ever saying prior to Charlotte's tremendous breakdown uh, that something was wrong with her. Which, if that's what Phillips believes, and that's not what happened, like that. Yeah, Philip is totally crazy. And also,
2: yeah. I, I had to take a break for a second because Cat is screaming in the background, so I had to close the door.
0: Cat is screaming in the background.
1: <laughs> well, give give <laughs> treats. You know what? I'll even go a, a
0: one step further for you. You can visit both your ex teammates in the same hospital. Maybe I will. Well, go get that shut eye.
1: I gotta make a roll. Uh
0: oh. Are you gonna shoot Patterson? Uh,
1: uh, we're You're gonna...
0: a psychopath.
1: I'm doing the world a better thing.
0: <laughs> oh my god, he is doing the world a better thing!
1: Just as planned. <laughs> oh, good. I made that one. And I've got luck to spend that down to an extreme uh, because it won't matter in about 20 minutes. (laughs)
0: Less than that.
1: (laughs) Um, He puts on his hat and he walks out into the wee morning hours.
4: And that's where we leave it? Where Bruno betrays everybody?
1: (gasps) Wow. 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 Was so sad.
3: <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's Cthulhu. I know, but like, good
0: job, you guys. Very nice. That was good, nice. cool, yeah. Yeah, it was. You guys are fantastical. Wow, can't believe it. It's wrapped. The cultists are going to come in and get the last item they need in the evidence locker. And they will have a ritual. So none of this will matter, Bruno. If that helps the world's ending.
1: Um so there's you didn't save we're, shit. <laughs> we're still recording, so uh <laughs> Bruno is going to visit Philip in the asylum and he is going to smuggle him uh like some drugs to to basically send him off this mortal coil <gasps> and back to Bertram.
0: You are going to assist suicide Philip so he can be reunited with Bertram?
1: Wow. I didn't think you had it in you. <laughs> let, me t- let me you're tell, a tell you. I was your
0: paladin.
1: I was fucking close to to shooting fucking Patterson.
0: <laughs>
1: it it was the thought crossed my mind that I'm like I fucking need to roll to see whether or not he where he is on this.
0: Patterson's just trying to do a job to protect the country, and if that means sacrificing you guys, it means sacrificing you guys. There
1: Which is exactly what he state. did. Yep. So. Oh, man. Craig. Craig. Goodbye, Craig.
0: bye I-